What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Rad Rides Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Zollers. And today on the podcast, I have a very special guest. His name is JP, and he started, owns, and operates the Standard Speed Shop up here in Western Pennsylvania. And let me tell you, folks, he has got quite the collection. He has got quite the garage. It was like a Taj Mahal of speed and fun and beautiful cars, old and new in there. Uh, I had just such a great time, but we really dove deep into uh, what he does. He's a one-man show. What he does is he takes brand new technology and throws it in old school cars, which a lot of people are doing right now. However, he does it to the highest of qualities. It was awesome. We talked about how he got started. We talked about a few of his builds, and we just uh, really had a good time. So uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, folks, like I said in the season three intro, I'm going to start promoting some of these smaller businesses, and I figured for the entire time, we might as well have a company that also promotes smaller businesses. The first one's going to be three commas. Three commas usually stands for a billion, and yes, we like money, but it's really not about the money. It's more about the journey, and it seeks to encourage people to fulfill their goals, like myself. I wanted to be a podcaster. I came out here and threw myself out there, and now I'm podcasting. It's awesome. But this is backed by Mark Cuban. What he's trying to do is motivate entrepreneurs with apparel, accessories, and coffee. I can tell you they have soft tees. They have original accessories that are approved by Shark Tank. They've actually been on Shark Tank. As you know, Mark Cuban's on there. And that's a good show. You should probably go watch it. And it's a, he has direct trade uh, Colombian coffee, which I'm a big coffee guy. And let me tell you guys, I have some of these soft tees. I wore a couple here in some of the uh, previous podcasts. If you go back to season two, episode 21, I'm wearing one during it. It's in a lot of the pictures. It was actually a collab that was done by Nelly. Shout out to Nelly. He says he listens to the podcast. I think that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll have him on here one day. But uh, we are going to be giving these to the guests. Uh, in fact, some of the sizes that were too small, Jen actually wears these to sleep in. So fellas, if it's good enough for ladies to sleep in, it's good enough for you. So you can get online and find them on Instagram at three commas or at www.3commas.com. That's spelled out T-H-R-E-E. All right, folks, strap in and get ready for this episode because it's going to be awesome. What you're really going to want to do before this is you're going to want to get online, www.radridespodcast.com, and you're going to want to check out all the pictures in the write-up beforehand. What it's going to do is it's going to give you a sense of exactly where we're at in his shop, exactly the builds that we're talking about, and you're really going to get an essence of what we are speaking about when we're speaking about it. Or if you want to get online on JP's website, you can get online www.thestandardspeedshop.com. It's got all the builds on there as well. It's got some really nice quality pictures. I stole a couple of them to put on the website, and I took a lot of my own as well. But you're going to want to get online and check that out. You want to get him, get online and check him out on Instagram as well. He has a lot of really good stop, stuff on there. His handle is at standardofspeedshop. Uh, you're going to want to get online and check out Rad Rides as well because I took some pictures on there and threw them up as well as a nice video of us going through the entire shop. But you're really going to enjoy this episode. I hope you do as much as I did. JP is an awesome guy. He was so nice. It, it took us forever to get this together because we're both really busy guys and he's got a lot going on. You have to remember he is a one man shop over there so he does this by himself and you kind of kind of wonder why he doesn't uh send out more builds it's because he does this by himself again so but thank you very much to him thank you very much to his wife for allowing him to go out into the shop for a few hours and take me for a tour as well as run through all the cars and uh, i really hope you enjoy this episode so uh strap in and without further ado please welcome to the podcast mr jp 
you can overlay everything on like a video. So, you know, if I wanted to take some video and overlay everything, like you can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple setup. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, how much was that stuff? You know, I'm like really not that much. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. If you're just sticking the audio, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. So when you, yeah. When you so, step into the camera stuff. That's yeah. And I've thought about going into it and I've seen guys do it with old uh, iPhones and stuff like that, yeah. which I've kind of looked into. Um, it's just, audio uh, or, or uh, video? Video. Yeah, yeah, but I just I don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have the personal time to sit down and edit a video yeah. and try to hook everything together like I'd like to. You know, if, yeah, if I was getting like a thousand dollars an episode for this, then yes, I would. But I am not. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried. I I did it once or twice, and it's like this isn't even worth it. Yeah, you know? my unless buddy, you like that whistling diesel. You know, it's just yes. walking around with an iPhone and you just chop it up. Yeah, my buddy Marco, the one uh, who had the, um, he was on here with the Chevelle. Now he does that and he does it extremely well and he's very good at it, but he's been doing it for 10 plus years. Yeah. So like he's got it down to a science yeah, right. and me, I've put a couple videos together uh, with like a GoPro and stuff and it came out great, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't trust myself because I'll get lost in it. You know, right now my process is so tight yeah. that you know i got this down to like you know a five hour deal that's including the the uh the interview oh, so yeah you know if i can get it down to that tight that's perfect if i gotta start adding in video and five this hours and, and five that, days is a big deal yeah exactly right and if i had like an assistant or something it'd be awesome but i don't have that yeah. <laughs> you know it's just me so but uh but yeah well, welcome to the podcast oh, man. thanks for having me yeah absolutely i'm up here with jp uh standard of speed um i'm in Bro, I'd have to say like a Taj Mahal of things that I love. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you've got a little bit of everything in here. A lot of old steel. You know, I posted those pictures. Obviously, you know, everybody loves your Apache. I have one just like it. I love your Apache. But you have also some other great stuff in here. The Thanks, Invicta. Man. I told you I love yeah. the Invicta. It's a fan favorite. It is a fan favorite. You, uh, and you have some new stuff. You have a Supra over here. I think you have an M car. Uh, you have a, a CTSV wagon, which I absolutely love those, and yeah. not a lot of people uh, not have yeah. them anymore. But new um, in comparison, not not brand new, but not brand know, new. Yeah, but a, yes. And they didn't do the wagon for that many years. No, only a few in the uh, early teens. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, I've been trying to come up here and talk to you. I know you know our schedules have been kind of back and forth, and I'm I'm glad I got to come up here because it seems like uh, everybody in Pittsburgh kind of knows your work, and I think people all around the U.S. know your work. Oh, so. Thanks, I wanted to come up here because, man, you, you build the stuff that I really like. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I build the stuff that I like, so yeah, we got good that's taste. Good. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. But you have a beautiful shop. I mean, you know, we talked about you also collect some of these signs, these old signs and uh, yeah. neons, which are harder and sometimes more expensive to find than cars. Yeah, it's a crazy. <laughs> it might be a cra more crazy world than, than the car stuff. It's just, uh, you know, I got into the signs not so much as a collector, but for, like, the space. Mm -hmm. uh, that I, that the look I was going for right at the beginning of COVID. So I just got lucky in terms of going online. I found a couple of Facebook groups and then I found like it went a there. few signs that I liked. And then it was just like one after another. It was like, oh my God, look at, you know, I thought it was like a honey hole of signs that this is just the way it was. And then it dried <laughs> out, you know, almost like the older cars, but you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't last for long, but I deleted all those, those pages. Cause I just, Oh, you got, was, you got too, too deep much. into it. it too I, much, so. I'm that way with sports memorabilia. Yeah. Like I start going down that road and then my wife has to pull me back. Like, Hey, Hey, you got, you got enough. Like, yeah. you know, cause you're right. It like, sometimes it comes in waves where just, there's so much stuff that you like and you want, and then it's just dried out. Yeah. And, 
you got you, you can't look at it you know yeah. you can't look at eBay you can't look at any of these other places and now the signs I mean there's that whole world is so crazy there's some of the guys that I met you know that's a really small world so mm -hmm. the guys that I was buying these signs off of they're all connected and now they have the big thing when the sign world is Facebook auctions oh really so oh, okay. you go on online and there's reputable sellers and then they have these these collections that they sell off wow. I mean, some of the signs you wouldn't even think. I mean, they're six figures. Jeez, it's man. insane, and yeah. it's just you know, it's like wow, that's insane. Like, <laughs> what's happening? You know, so sure. Um, well, so you I, built a great cave in here. You know, yeah, this is thanks. like a Taj Mahal. I, 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 when I walked in, I don't know if you remember the show, the Stacy David show, uh, Gears. I think he still has it. Uh, but it looks like the set of like one of oh, those cool. shows, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I put the. Um, I put the uh, steel siding up. Um, you know, I was looking all over for a torn down barn or, you know, mm -hmm. to get the the um, the paneling with the right look, but it was so hard. So I found a guy in the middle of the state that actually takes new panels and then chemically treats it. Oh, it so makes it, them uh, look old. Yeah, it makes them look old. And that way they're all the same size, all the, uh, all the same look, and you don't have to, no holes, no nothing. So right, yeah. kind of piece it together with how many you need yeah and it looks yeah i mean it looks great in here man so uh, well tell me how like how you got started uh how standard of speed got started why you wanted to do all this oh man i <laughs> I, I don't know i wish i knew uh, it kind of happened quickly um i i didn't grow up in a car family okay. you know i there was nobody that i was i didn't grow up in a garage i didn't grow up around cars you know my dad had a jeep you know jeep mm -hmm. wagoneer so um wasn't involved with that at all. Uh, I was involved with driving, though, at a really young age in, in the form of a golf cart. Okay. I grew up. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, an earlier passion was golf, competitive golf, amateur golf. So oh. I started 10, 11, oh, wow. driving around on a golf cart and taking that thing everywhere. So that translated into quads. And, you know, as soon sure. as I got my license, then it was over. Yeah, it was So really. then there was the progression of, uh, of the vehicles. But... Um, yeah, I was fortunate to have a couple, well, not tuner cars, but, you yeah. know, like, moddable cars okay. in my late teens that, sure. that then really grasped the interest and the progression of the, the performance and power. Um, you know, like that, that black Supra, that was, um, that was really the first car that shot me off. And, and right. um, I... Uh, I dive deep. I don't dive often, but when I take that dive, it's, <laughs> You're pretty, going in. it's pretty deep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, that Supra started as a, uh, a stock twin car, a mm -hmm. beautiful car out of California. And then it ended up as, you know, I was one of the only three, four people that were running six speed uh, Supras in the eights. Okay. So nice. it, it went from stock to 1500 horsepower in the early 2000s pretty pretty quickly, pretty quickly? Yeah. yeah yeah so um and that's back when like 1500 was uh it wasn't uh, the mean, easiest was, thing to get to it now was, it's, uh, yeah. now it's like putting in a couple tunes and some big turbos and all yeah. of a sudden these guys are running doesn't even plus. get you down doesn't even get you in the ballpark nowadays but then right. it was especially on the street mm -hmm. it was uh it was the super was the one yeah you know absolutely so, um but you know that in terms of the fabrication and the, and the working on the cars, that more or less came from necessity. Being that I didn't have a background mm -hmm. in building this stuff, you know, the Supra, I relied on other people to help me kind of in the beginnings. And then it got to the point where, you know, the, they messed up. And yeah. then I was stuck <laughs> and then I had to figure it out in my 
uh, my dad's garage, my dad's home garage that sure, yeah. I didn't have tool. You know, I just go to Sears and grab tools and try Whatever to figure you had. it out and right. ask the right people some questions and and eventually uh, apply that to each stage of the build and you know you learn as you go. But yeah, um, I, I grew up the same exact way. Like yeah. my dad, like. My mom and dad, they weren't like big into cars, you know, and uh, my dad drove like an old van and like a Ford Explorer, you know, like right. a typical, you know, suburban, you know, kind of kind of deal. And uh, yeah, my first, you know, my, my very first car was a 97 Mazda uh, mini truck. And like, that's when mini trucking was like the yeah. thing to do. And I was the same way. I was taking it apart with like all his old tools. And then like, I would break something because it was so old and you never used it that I had to go buy yeah. my own, you know, go buy your own tools so you can fix stuff, you know, yeah. and kind of. And that was it. pre YouTube days, so it's right. Like, yes, you know, you took it apart. You better know, know how, how it goes back together. That's yeah. what <laughs> that was always. Yeah, my, my dad would always comment about how I'd have all these bolts spread spread all over the place and parts everywhere, and you know, he'd always say that he'd say to himself like, "There's no way that thing's going back together." Yeah, and I, then the. Couple days later, you hear a rumble in the garage. You're like, "Holy shit!" That's, <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> it actually went back yet. together. <laughs> exactly. Not all the bolts made it back on the car. Right. But, yeah. Well, you engineered yeah. it better. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a better engineering. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah. So you went from the Supra. Uh, and so then the Supra carried me through the main portion of the beginning of the car stuff. You know okay. that. And then it, and then I was super heavy in racing. I was in Arizona, Florida doing oh, the wow, street okay. racing, the nice. in Mexico, the right. <laughs> uh, drag racing a little bit. My buddies who had the fastest super, six-speed supers at the time. They were I was kind of tagging along them and they were okay. dominating on the strip where I was more the the highway guy. Okay. Um but um but really it just kind of phased out, you know, it, professionally it transitioned for me. Um, you know, I kind of got into a, uh, snapped out of it and kind of got into the real yeah. life a little bit. Um, and then that kind of, uh, I wasn't using the Supra at all. Um, right. so Just I kind of uh, went to the wayside and yeah. yeah. So I actually sold that car. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, just because I, at that time I was living in the city, I thought it'd be mm -hmm. cool to get in the exotic world. Okay. You know, dip my toes a little bit in that. In order to do that, I needed to sell the car, um, so I found a guy, an attorney from Philadelphia, wanted the car, and I took the car out, and, and it just turned out he liked it because of the way it sounded. So he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> he gonna modify it, you know, he just gonna <laughs> kind of start it up, drive it around. I mean, the car was really really fast, and that was before traction control, and it's got oh, a yeah. big 88 yeah. millimeter turbo, and yeah, it was very drive. violent on the highway. When it hit, it hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was rolling them off forever, you know. Right. So you yeah. really had to pay attention. Sure. Um, and I got fortunate that that car fast forward a little bit sold to a guy in maryland who was a pure super enthusiast oh wow okay um and he took excellent care of the car you know didn't change it just kind of maintained it mm -hmm. um and uh i quickly got out of the uh the exotic stage um so it was <laughs> you dipped your it, toe in or like ah, that's yeah i that. mean the cars are super nice but it's just I just didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, my buddy Doug, he's uh, he's kind of in that right now. Uh, he's got a new Lambo, and uh, but he you know he owns a bunch of old muscle cars as yeah. well. 
And he's like, man, I mean, the Lambo's cool, you know, but it ain't, it's just not like those muscle cars and being yeah. able to drive. And Yeah, you got to have somewhere to go or want to be seen. And I didn't yes. really have either. So right. didn't want to be seen and didn't have anywhere right. to go. So it's like. Well, he's the same way. He's working constantly, you yeah. know. So, I mean, he owns his own business down there and he's working. He's like, I, where am I going to drive? I'm going to take somebody out to dinner, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a single guy. He's like. But I really don't have, I don't have time for all that, yeah. you know? So I think someone caught him on the road the other day, though. One of my buddies caught him on the road. So I know he is driving it still. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to drive him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but so the Super came back around. Um, but in the meantime, after I got out of the exotic stage, I figured I'd try the classic stuff. You okay. know, I was done with the racing, and the Super didn't come back around for a while after sure. that. But I was done with the racing. You know, the exotic thing wasn't that great. I figured, well, maybe I'll try, you know, that was when Entourage was really hot, and I saw okay. the, the 67 <laughs> yeah, the Lincoln, Lincoln in there. Yeah, yeah. the Lincoln in there. So I was like, man, car. I know nothing about old cars, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a 67 Lincoln convertible. So um, it just happened a guy that I knew from the Super World in Arizona dealt in Lincolns. Okay. Um, so I picked up a 67, and I was living in the city at the time. And for the first maybe five months, I pushed that more city blocks than I drove it. <laughs> it was that's uh, the, uh, the joy of owning an old yeah, car. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it at all, and I you know it was carbureted, and I didn't know, and everything I knew was based off the Supra, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. So I could yep. get I could do all that, but as soon as you put me in a carbureted a mechanical, mechanical car, car uh -huh. it was like a whole new world. So fortunately, that car. There was a guy in the city that that's what they did, and they got it to where I wasn't pushing it anymore. Mm -hmm. But still, um, but still, uh, I really enjoyed driving that car. So that's where then the styling I really liked. Mm -hmm. I liked the cars themselves. But yep. then I started getting the itch to go, right. you know, I started drifting Faster, back towards the performance stuff. More reliability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not cool picking up a chicken when you're pushing your car. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it doesn't work, but um, <laughs> um, so yeah. So then, I, then I slowly got into uh, interest in the different classics because I was never, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a a whole another area that I had right. no idea. Like the models and the styling, you it's know, like it's a just, grab bag. Yeah, yeah it's it just, just whatever you thought was cool, you know. And right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I and then um, you know that's where I got interested in in trying to find somebody. And now at that point, I was just trying to find the cars that I liked that were already right. built then I could acquire them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I, well, from that point, I slowly <laughs> learned there's the classic car modified world is a very, Oh yeah. It's a, it's a dangerous space. It is. Of, uh, uh, yes, it is. A buying space. something that's already done and you know, <laughs> yes, it's very dangerous. That's uh, my wife asked me a few times, like, why, why have you never just bought a car that's already done? I'm like, because then you got to undo someone else's right. doneness. You yeah. know, I say that with air quotes. Like, you kind of got to unfuck yeah. the car. And if you're, I mean, it really is. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that for a customer now. But at that point, I didn't know enough to know that it was bad. Yes. You know, right. so right. it was fine because I just didn't know, uh, which a lot of people, I guess, find themselves um, in that situation. It's just it happens lack of a information. Lot. My yeah. buddy Mo, he, he, he'll be on the podcast at some point. He does that a lot for other people. Like they bring him a car and they're like, I don't, I bought this and it was supposed to be this and it's this yeah. and let me know what, it's, what it needs, you know? And yeah. it, he just goes through it and they, he's, some of the stories he's told me about cars that have come in that have been from 
pretty reputable people building and some of the things that he's seen he's like man i don't know like (laughs) you know he's like you know like you i'm sure you know you saw this and we're like okay i just got to build my own stuff yeah yeah well it takes a little bit of time i mean you deal i dealt with other shops i ended up getting screwed a lot um in a bad way Mm -hmm. and uh you know it it's it moves laterally with the knowledge you know like you know, I knew how the super worked. I knew how wiring should be. And then I look at something, I'm like, whoa, that's not right. But I'm like, <laughs> the, the fabrication and the metal stuff, you know, it's just, it wasn't a world I was involved in. But sure. as me or anybody else would learn, as you learn more and you find, you, you know, you have, if you have semi-decent taste and you can see people mm-hmm. that stick out to you and be like, wow, that guy's really doing something, and compare that to what you have, and you're like, Oh my God, I just paid for this. And you know, this is, you know, I paid for that, but got this. Yes. So, you know, and then, um, you know, really after getting hammered by a couple shops, it was really, um, almost like the early days in the Supra where it was Mm -hmm. out of necessity Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I, I know I can do it better. Yeah. And that's probably a flaw in my personal. I'm like that with everything, you know, I'd rather just do it myself than, than have somebody do it. Not saying that there's not, good guys out there there are but there, for every one good one there's 20 that oh, are just trying to hit a home run right on right 100 percent. yeah i mean that that's the dirty underside of the the car world yeah. unfortunately yeah. you know uh i mean uh, you're i'm you're probably like me where you're on the internet all the time just looking at cars and you're right once you get to the point where you've seen enough and you've taken enough cars apart and putting them back together and you look at something and you go that's just not what it's advertised yeah. as, you know? And yeah. uh, I mean, I think there's some people on, on Facebook that do a good job of calling people out and saying, hey, man, like, that's not, that's not cool, you know? Yeah. And uh, that car's not worth that, you know? I mean, Facebook, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty you know, hands-on as far as uh, whether they're going to tell you whether the right. car is nice yeah, or not. Yeah, it happens I mean, all the time I see it. <laughs> and I just, I stay out of that stuff. I don't... Yeah, you have to, right? I just, I'm an observer when it comes to... The comments. But. 100%. Yeah. And you have to be right. I mean, yeah. like, especially, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, with these Apaches and the C10s and even now the, the OBS, the early 90s stuff, this stuff's going for big money now. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, I bought a, a 454 SS before COVID two years before. Man, I paid like 13 grand for that thing. Yeah. That car now is going for $30,000 all day long. Yeah. And like, I just, you know, for me, I don't see the value in it. But some other people do, yeah. you know, and uh, as crazy as it's gotten, the money that you're going to throw into one of these, you better be getting what you think right. you're going to be getting, you know? Yeah, I mean, the market's going crazy in all these cars, but specifically the niche that I'm in, the original paint, patina mm-hmm. stuff, yes. the stuff's going extinct. So the prices that people are willing to pay right. are really, really high to the point where it actually makes you think like, <laughs> okay, maybe I should get rid of this. But mm-hmm. then you step back and you think, well, I got, you know, I know I'm going to build another truck someday, and if I fa- if it's this bad now in five years, I'm not going to make any more yeah, of these trucks. I, I think about know? that a lot. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I'm a dummy that doesn't take the deal and lets it that's sit right. in the garage, you know, <laughs> hey, pass right on the now, profit. That was, and that's the uh, that's the way to do it right now. You know, you especially if you know you have something that you're sitting on that's that that's uh, going to appreciate. You know what I mean? You're, I mean, you're not sitting on like some. Uh, jacked up k5 that's got rust all over yeah, it and yeah. saying hey man in five, 10 more years this is going to be worth three times as much yeah, like no, no that's always going to be a rusty pile of k5 right yeah, there right. i mean it just is what it is <laughs> yeah know? it's uh it's definitely hard I, even when i 
got into the patina stuff at the beginning. It was like, I remember, and I sometimes even look to guys that I've been talking to for a while, looking back at the old photos and mm -hmm. like passing on some of the cars. Like nowadays it'd oh, be yeah. like, you know, it would be for sale for five minutes, but. Right, right. Um, well, how, how did you get into the patina stuff? Like what, what kind of, you know, brought um, you into that? I like the patina, one, mostly because the u uniqueness. You know, mm -hmm. I had uh, a couple painted trucks before I got into the patina stuff. And it was just like, you know, you put money into it, you make it your own style, but then there's, you know, there's only subtle changes that made it different from somebody else's. So sure. it's like, if you painted a car truck black, well, that's, that's great. You spent all money on paint and you know, it's black, you love it, but you could go to a show and there's gonna be another black car black that, truck, you know, yeah. it, the, the, the difference is, although in some cases can be large, driving down the road, that black truck and that black truck are the same. So yeah, right. I really like the uniqueness of the patina, um, you know, cause it's, you know, even if this is a 59 Apache, there's only one 59 Apache that looks like this, Exactly. you know? Right, so right. then you can add the, uh, the uniqueness and the character on top of that, that, that patina. Plus functionality standpoint, I, you know, if I, if I have a new car that has perfect paint mm -hmm. and I get out one day and realize there's a rock chip in the hood, I'm ready to just get rid of the <laughs> right. car. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's game over at that point. I just can't, I can't deal with the patina. Although I do like perfect patina, you know, I can sit up against it. I can sit right. on the fender. I can put a beer on the bed, you know, to yes. let stuff roll around. And, you know, it's not, it's not that big a deal, yeah. which mentally is, is, well, you I can drive space. it. And not, yeah, it is. You can drive it, and it, it's not like driving the Fabergé egg yeah. down the down the uh, the interstate. You yeah. Know? Uh, my Nova, I painted black, and at the time, I was like, yeah, just throw a black paint job on it. Like, I don't care, you know, what the paint looks like, because I'm gonna drive the car. Yeah. You know, and I really wasn't worried about. It. And then it came back, and it was like pretty nice. And I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I want to drive this thing. Yeah, you know. Right. And then I got that first chip, and you're right. You're like, oh, I gotta throw the car away now. Yeah. Like. Their chip, I'm going to see that chip every time I walk into the, into it, you know, and, and my Apache is a, you know, it's a mix of uh, patina and fotina because so the car, it, at some point it had a new hood put on it yeah. and it had to match everything. So yeah. they kind of And nowadays you almost have to do that because to find a complete original, yes. you know, this beige Apache is two separate trucks put together. Oh, because is it? Because I okay. couldn't find, I couldn't find the, full, like it didn't exist. I found, I right. tracked it, you know, how... You know, those websites will pull ads from random places like eBay, sure. and then they'll list it in 100%. their own their mm -hmm. own um, their own way. Well, I tracked the truck that made me want a beige big window fleet side Apache, mm -hmm. and it went to London. And then I tried to track it down in London <laughs> to bring it back, and it just it, it couldn't do it. So, yeah, you're, it's gone. Right? Yeah, and I uh, I was I thought after I went through all this. The day that I finished it, that perfect truck was going to pop back up for sale, and I just, sure? yeah. you know, made this huge loop for nothing. But that hasn't happened. So, right. so this was the the very first truck, or I guess the vehicle you have built for for your shop for standard of speed, correct? Yeah, this was kind of like the um, the premiere of me taking an accumulation of what I've learned and kind of putting a brand to the truck, sure. you know, and then kind of putting a name, just a stamp on, you know, mm -hmm. on the truck and in, in the the work that I did to, uh, to it itself. Um, you know, I built this, the two J stuff before that, but you know, it was just, you know, my Supra or, right. you know, um, but this is something to really highlight, like you said, yeah, you know, yeah. Your, I wanted to build quality and what you're, you're kind of, yeah, right. For, yeah. Right. I, um, put so much effort in, in investing in myself, whether it's the tools or just trying to learn as much as I can that, 
you know, this was the at least a starting point for mm -hmm. for what for what I, you know, can vision for these. Mm -hmm. these and why tracks. the Apache? You were just you just love the Apaches. The kind of the the fleet side Apaches are are, you know, now I appreciate all of the all of the trucks. But right. you know, I didn't grow up as a truck person. You know, it's just something about the styling of the truck is uh, just kind of clicks for me. You know, I like uh, you know I have a pile of other um, old stuff, but the keep going back to the mid mid 50 late 50 trucks or even early 50s but the 55 59 you know as long as it's a big window i'm okay with it yeah i'm, I'm the same way I, I mean when i uh when my buddy so i bought mine off off a friend of mine and um the first time he pulled up in it i'm like i have got to own yeah. that man i was like that thing is the coolest thing yeah. just floating along the road you know and yeah i got to drive it and i was like man i was like this is really cool i was like there's definitely stuff that I would like to do to it, you know, once I bought it. And, uh, you know, fortunately, he gave me the, uh, the option of buying it a few years later. And yeah, it's awesome. I mean, they're tough to beat. I mean, they're just so unique when they're riding down the road. And especially in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's not a big truck place. Like, right. Texas is a big truck yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, in comparison. So when you, yeah, so when you see these, everybody really appreciates a truck. But up here, it's like kind of a foreign deal. You know, you're, you're pulling up. I mean, when I first moved here, I rarely saw patina anything or even like a slammed old truck. Never. Yeah. It's a lot of the original well, in Pennsylvania. Stuff. We yeah. have we have the wrong time yes. type of patina naturally. <laughs> yes. You know, right. it's uh, it's the kind of patina you don't want. Yes. Um, the ones that have uh, built-in uh, air circulation coming up from the floorboards. So, <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so most of the stuff, I mean, I mean, it's kind of common knowledge. All the good patinas you know, south in Texas, mm -hmm. but still they can get a little crunchy in Texas. One hundred percent. You get out in Arizona in the desert and uh, a lot of trucks from NorCal. Um, you know, even Kansas, you know, that's kinda like the last point coming this way that right. the uh, the trucks are good in terms of patina. But I mean there's still good stuff. It's just in around the northeast you gotta find them in you gotta find them in the barn in the barns or the garages that, you know, just have stayed yeah. dried. But where do you find a lot of your stuff at? Um Honestly, Instagram. Okay. You know, good. Instagram good was, you know, I'd, I'd go to work and I'd drive home. I'd be cruising. And that was when this stuff was plentiful. And it'd be like, I'd be so much better off if I could just get rid of the internet. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, <laughs> know, you know, right? <laughs> there was a point in time where, you know, I've done better getting rid of stuff now. But at a point in time, it was just like one after another. Right. As soon as I'd see it, I'd grab it, not knowing that there'd be such a, uh, such a short supply moving forward. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I stashed a couple of them, but it was <laughs> more or less all online. And then I, you know, made some, made some friends that would, um, would get a hold of me when they found something and, sure. you know, found some good stuff that way. But, and so um, where did this one come from? Is this an Arizona car or? So this one actually, I couldn't find the, the full truck, you know, obviously the 58, oh, right. 59, yep. um, the the standard for me would be short bed, big window, beige original. It has to be original paint patina, mm -hmm. um, and I just couldn't find it. So I, I found a truck in Colorado that was an old forest truck, that was one of the Napcos, which are really oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people like the Napcos. A lot of people. So like I those. I saw the pictures and I I didn't think it was it, but it was good enough that I would I would take a chance on it. So it showed up. And the front, the front end, just the front cab forward, the cab forward needed too much work, mm -hmm. but the bed was good. The okay. bed was nice. So I put up a couple ads on Facebook and had a couple of people looking around and a guy in Ohio actually hit me up and said, Hey, I have this truck. And it was a small window cab, 
step side bed, um, and the f cab Ford was perfect. Oh, okay, nice. And I was like, man, how much you want for it? He's like, it's not for sale. I'm like, oh, well, you gotta why did be you killing send it me. To me? <laughs> yeah, you gotta be killing me. He's like, but if if there was something, you know, if, I'd probably get rid of it because it was a box of parts. Like, yeah, right. oh, okay. completely right. tore it apart. But if there was another truck that you may be interested, you know, that would interest me, I might be able to trade. Mm -hmm. And it was just luck that I found a truck in Oregon that was a beautiful blue GMC, original paint. It was a really nice truck. And I had that brought in and I showed it to him like, how's this? Yeah. He's like, sure. that'll do. So okay. I went out to Ohio, <laughs> um, got the front front portion and it was it was you know full trailer full of full of parts, parts yeah. um so what ended up happening is i did the big window conversion on the cab because i mm -hmm. needed the big window um and then i took the bed and put it back on the napco and then sold the napco oh very nice so you okay. know yeah thankfully so made, made a little back on it and yeah i got rid of the napco truck and then i was left with the parts i needed to sure. to put this together to build this one yeah yeah, yeah. so so what's it uh, powered by? I think it was a six liter, correct? Yeah, it's a fully built six liter. Um, here, I'll pop yeah, yeah, yeah. it over. I um, yeah. fully built six liters, so um, nothing stock about nothing the stock internals. About it. <laughs> um, and then it's got like a uh, uh, precision. It's a hybrid, but roughly a 76 millimeter okay. single turbo. So, um, nice. you know, the, the problem with the fleet sides are, is I build it and everything's built for uh, to make over a thousand, that was the goal mm -hmm. in this truck. Okay. Um, you know, but you put it together and you get it running and it, it runs, you know, street tuna and everything's good and you want to put it on the dyno. The problem with these fleet sides are, it's really hard to get the rear tires off. Yes, You know, it when is you bag them, you have to disconnect hard. everything yep. to drop it far enough to pull the wheels off. So I've yep. never actually had it on the dyno because I I think the easiest way would just be to lift the bed, but, right. you know. But uh, it runs good. I would, yeah. I would say at the, this boost level on pump gas, I mean, it's, over 700 of the wheels. Oh yeah, I mean you have some pretty good pictures on uh, Instagram and, and uh, a good video there on uh, YouTube of you lighting this thing up. Yeah, good, so. yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, got a six-speed Tremec in it, so it's a fun it's a fun car to drive. Yeah, it looks like it. It's so clean underneath yeah. here. I mean, uh, you know, nothing is left untouched. You know what I mean? As yeah, far thanks. As I try to uh, cleaning everything up. Thanks. Yeah, the firewalls all new, and then there's um, you know a lot of people in the patina world know of Boris and Jerome in mm -hmm. Cleveland that do uh, a great job blending, you know, if you do metal work and, you know, blending it back blending to make it, back, it look yeah. like you didn't, you didn't do you it. You didn't so. do anything. Yeah. Cause I mean, it does, it looks like, it looks like you haven't done anything to it. Yeah. That, know. I mean, that's always the goal with the patina is to, is to keep it looking unassuming and like you haven't touched anything, but then give it all the, all the, the extra stuff, the extra stuff and the, the modern performance. And yours like mine has little dents and stuff everywhere. And that's yeah. why I love mine because, uh, again, like you said, you can lean up against it. Someone could dent it. Someone could do whatever. And it's like, Hey man, there's, there's not a straight panel on this car. Is what yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, dad's, no, it, my dad's always like, why don't you paint this truck? He's like, this truck is too nice to be unpainted. And I said, dad, I was like, there's not a straight panel on this thing. I'd have more in body work than I would in, in actual paint yeah. and, and everything else. Yeah. Know? And you could go around tapping some of these these dents out and the small stuff sure. but it's like you know it gives a character. it gives a character and it's it just it fits the bill you know if the fenders don't fit or the hood's crooked or something then you got to address that but right. the little stuff like that's no big yeah yeah know, yeah for sure 100 yeah nature of the beast yeah and so uh, this one has gained a lot of notoriety uh i've seen it all over the internet I think yeah I, I mean i like it i don't, know, I don't care if anybody else does <laughs> i think, I think I, everybody else yeah, does. yeah so for your first i mean for the first you know debut build i mean it came out you know 100 percent awesome and i think uh, it, 
you have something done in the bed as well. You have some old planks back there as well, correct? Yeah, I found that from a local uh, local business that does reclaim wood. Nice. Um, so it was, uh, I'd much rather build the truck 10 times than have to chop up old, 100-year-old wood because yeah. <laughs> you can't weld wood together. So no, I, no. Uh, I, I don't like the carpentry side of it, but it... Uh, it worked out. It was a pain in the ass. Oh, it looks but, uh, great, man. It yeah, it fits, the, it fits the bill. And it definitely does. Yeah, the original slats, and you know, it just kind of, everything just needs to roll together with the, uh, with the patina stuff, so. Yeah, for sure. And the interior is awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah interior the, uh, runs, runs just like everything else. It's super clean. Patina. Yeah. Looks like you got, you know, the tunes in there and everything. You run AC or anything? Or? Yeah. It's okay. got AC and heat, so it's nice. all uh, Resto Mod Air, which really uh been fond of so. yeah i do i i run it in mine too it's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so great you know and i'm sure your, your wife appreciates that too if she yeah when this. i can get her in it she, <laughs> yeah uh, i was about to say does she ride in this too much or uh she gets in them once in a while she, yeah. it, when the interior is like that she'll get in them but you okay. know some of these ones where you hit a bump and all of a sudden it's like a dust field yeah, that goes yep. off inside the in the she's uh she's out on those but yeah yeah my wife's the same way <laughs> yeah she, uh, no, it's too loud it's too this it's too that i want the comfortable one yeah. okay all right well, we'll get in the comfortable one yeah so. But so how long how about how long did it take you to, to put this one together? Oh man, I tried to uh oh, my work schedule really didn't allow me to get in here more than once a week. Sure. So things didn't really happen that fast. Right. Um and yeah, and right, we should say tell to everybody this isn't your main job here. So Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this is isn't uh, the uh, the money maker. <laughs> this is just uh this is just me having fun. So um but yeah, so the schedule cleared up a little bit where I have a couple days a week and it really progressed. And then, you know, I set a couple, I wanted to go to not only um, launch the brand, mm -hmm. which involved shooting a video, which this was kind of the, the main reason. Um, so that was um, early in last year. And then also good guys, I want to take it out to good guys um, a month later, um, and uh, which I made all that stuff. But, you know, I don't, I would say if I were to do this with the time I have now, I mean, you got to give yourself a year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, and that's being really, really pretty focused. But Yeah, realistic. You know, realistically, now with parts delayed, I mean, you just, it's almost, you can get the work done, but you can't do the work and hope the parts are here to get it right. done in that amount of time. So, right. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, just don't. Don't think it's like the TV shows where it's boom, boom, boom. We put this together in two weeks. Like, yeah. Eh. Well, you can do it in two I mean, weeks, but it's going to be one of those yes. cars that you don't want. Yeah, that's like exactly right. We were yeah. talking about before. You're be paying. Yeah, yeah if be somebody's paying. doing it in two weeks, you're be <laughs> you might want to get a magnifying glass. What was the toughest part about this build right here for you? Um, this really helped me apply, you know, the the metal stuff that I was mm -hmm. I was quote studying or I was really paying attention to because you know I really didn't know so I was trying to focus in in the way that you, not only with cars but anything like I it, I have to be able to build it in my head first okay so if it's like I'm like okay I need uh, I need to do the big window but then I think about where I'm starting and where I need to end and no other points connect in that mm -hmm. thought process then I probably need to <laughs> do some more yeah. homework and try to figure it out so sure. you know that the, the big window was was a task that I took on that I really had no idea what I was getting into. So, um, you know, and it, I think it turned out really well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That yeah. moved after that was completed, then you get a little boost of confidence and now you're, you know, you're replacing the, the 
corner, the fenders, the cab corners, the rear bed, the the front interior cowl, the firewall, and then you know the final thing I ended up with was the uh, the engine panels. That was kind of the the icing on the cake in mm -hmm. terms of the terms of the truck, and you know those were difficult, but it was it really um, you know helps you understand and learn the process by actually doing it, like right. anything. So yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, now you can pretty much look at one of these and pop the hood and look at a couple of places and, and know what's, yeah. what's underneath and what needs to be worked on and where, where the corners were cut and where they weren't, right. you know? So, but no corners were cut on this one. <laughs> Clearly. No, I try, no, I don't. And I, um, I make sure that I do it fully before it goes out the door. Cause I know if it goes down the road and makes boost, mm -hmm. I'm probably not coming back in and tearing it apart and fixing something. Right. So it's like, it has to be 100% before, before you leave. I even, you know, think about getting it on the road just because I know I won't, you know, I'll be like, oh, that was fun. And I'll jump yeah, to the next jump one. to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this one, uh, this one, in my opinion is done. So I don't, you know, yeah, I was about to say, is there anything else that you want to do this or is it, this is, this no, is how it's I mean, gonna live. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to take the bed off, put it on the dyno and turn it up. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that would be, uh, that would be the final goal, but I mean, interior's done, engine's done. Yeah, you're pretty much finished. Eyes, yeah, you can drive it. You yeah. can pretty much drive this wherever you want at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah, the tires limit me. I had some sketchy uh, scenarios on the way back from Columbus in that monsoon. Oh, oh drag yeah. Drag radials on the back. So. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even know you had that back there. Okay, yeah, nice. so it's... Uh, so we did some highway drifting, hydroplaning, which was a little, little scary. You know, start jumping lanes and, oh, you know, yeah, I know. wake you up pretty quick. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But yeah, yeah so this, one, uh, this, one's, this one's a wrap. Um, but, you know, people want to buy this truck all the time from me, and it's yeah. like, they give me good offers, and it's like, you know, like, financially, I should probably take it. Mm -hmm. But then you step back, and you're like, man, I can't, like, where am I going to find this truck again? Yeah, and I mean, as soon as you get rid of it, and if, you know, your brand, you know, continues to build and everything, they're going to be like, oh, where did it all start? And you're like, oh, well, I got rid of that truck, yeah. like, five years that ago. The truck's down and, there. It's painted green now. Yeah, and someone, yeah, some bozo took it yeah. and decided he was going to paint it black, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> But no, man, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you kept it. You know, it's, it's a heritage to your brand. Like I said, you know, in 20, 30 years, when you look back, you're going you're gonna to really appreciate that you, you kept this one, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, we'll be looking down from our flying spaceships and saying, That's hey, exactly I remember right. that, that old gas thing. I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know, I talked I talk to a lot of guests on here about, you know, where, you know, the, everything is progressing. And everybody's like, yeah, we're just going to be all electric vehicles at some point and this and that. And I'm like... I don't know, man. I just maybe because yeah, I work in oil either. and gas, and I just see too many applications for it. I, I just yeah. I don't see us getting there. I mean, maybe at the end of my lifetime, but yeah. I mean, but, it's kind of. I mean, that transition's kind of happening, and I mean, it is. You know, yeah. now nobody would think of anything but an LS or a Coyote or an, or right. a, you know. But at one point, it was the 350s, and yes. now who the hell wants a 350? Right. Yeah. You know, so you know, it may translate into. That car has that LS thing in it, but I got this, yeah. you know, 1200 torque electric car that I plug in. You yeah, know. and I think yeah. SEMA this year, you know, they did release a uh, a unit, a drop-in unit for yeah. these cars now that that looked like a motor, which was yeah. it was actually pretty comical. But uh, if you haven't seen it, get online and look. It actually had like a water neck on it and everything. Oh, really? it, like you wanted to hook up a radiator to it, and I was yeah. like, no one's doing that. Yeah, man. I don't like, know about that. But. Like, come on. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess guys are, are dropping them in now, but uh, there'll still know. be a, always a nostalgia, even if it, it turns into nostalgia. Yeah, 
the visceral feel of the motor, turbo, yes. shifting gears. Yes. I mean, it's 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 a point in time. Even if it turns into a point in time, it is a, yeah. a great point in time. So yeah, it is. You know, and I mean, I, I teeter back and forth between. I have some really old stuff that I still run the old motors and the old transmissions, and I love shifting it. Yeah, and even like my my '66 F100. It's still got drum brakes all the way around, manual brakes, three speed, like, and it's just fun to like run through everything. And there's a, that element of danger of, hey man, everyone else can stop on a dime, but I can't, you know, yeah. so you really gotta be driving the car. And there's something fun to, to drive that car. But then there's something nice about getting in one of these with an LS yeah. or like mine an LQ. And you just get in, you turn it on, and you drive down the road, and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you, you know? got a very got high all percentage the... you're making at home. Yes, very high percentage, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah, very high percentage. Yeah, so. yeah. some of the cars that I sold in the last couple of years were traditional builds, mm -hmm. you know, early Fords. And, uh, you know, I, I, would, I got about a 45-minute drive to work, and um, I'd take them sometimes, but it was always like thinking about the schedule yes. ahead. Well, what if I don't make it, you yeah. know? Well, what if it rains? How, what if it yeah. does this? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of that going on in my head when I'm driving, driving the old stuff. As yeah, well. so, well, and that, we can shift into a, the current, one of the current builds, but that's why I like the, tr the um, traditional stuff. It's awesome, but it's not, it's not for me. Right. You know, right. I love the styling, the point in history, the pre-war stuff, but it's just you the, the driving modern. experience is not yes. what I like. Okay. Um, you know, it's just um, you like too the look, slow, and yeah, too, too slow for you. It's too slow for you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, and I think uh, the another car you have is this right here. This yeah, is the so this JZ33, is JZ thirty three, correct? Yeah. So this um, this is a back to the point where I, I love the styling of the early Fords, mm -hmm. um, but everything other than that is is not. Um, <laughs> Not, not my cup of tea. So, right. Um, this is a 1933 Henry Ford original steel roadster mm -hmm. that um, is getting a 2JZ out of a Supra. So. Yes, and it's sitting in there and it, it looks really good in there. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> the goal was to uh, make sure I could get it all to fit with the hood, you know, mm -hmm. so going down the road looked like an old, mm -hmm. you know, rusty roadster, but, you know, it'll make some. Uh, It'll some make some cool power. noises. Yeah. And, you know. It actually, I mean, now that the, the Jay-Z's in there, it kind of looks like a tractor motor that's sitting in there. Yeah, I'll just you tell know? That's what I'll tell him. I'll put deer on the side. <laughs> yeah, just put, yeah, make it green and yeah. put John Deere on the side see yeah. if anybody notices, you know, if it's anything different. Yeah, so, so this... Uh, yeah, what made you want to build this right here? Something different. You okay. know, it's, um, you know, naturally I would put an LS in, in whatever and then mm -hmm. make, uh, make the LS look, fit the bill, whether mm -hmm. it's adding a... Uh, power or a power adder or you know making it look like it should belong in whatever car it's going into but um, I built a Lexus SC that long story but I thought it was the SC that I built in the mid 2000s that made all kind of power okay. I got it back it went it disappeared got it back uh, and it turned out the motor wasn't the same badass uh, motor that okay. was in it before so this is the stock 2J motor with a cam that was um, part of that original build, and I had it in the corner. I'm like, man, stuff LS in this thing. I should put a, yeah, put a 2J turbo in it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah it piss a lot of people off. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> in the practical sense, it doesn't doesn't probably make any, but uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. It'll so. be unique. I don't know if another one that's running the 2J. There's some early Ford guys that um, that shove 2Js and Model As and stuff that I mm -hmm. see around, but. Um, Nothing None in of like them. They're all stretched. 34. None of them yeah. have hoods that shut. You know, it's so. This is this is going to be 
you know, I hope I don't see one before I finish right, yeah. it that, that <laughs> well, mimics it. But you're saying going to be like, oh, I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. stuff one in there and beat them to it. You yeah. Know? So this is uh, so it's a this is a smaller like 67 millimeter turbo. So the goal okay. on this is to make like 600 on pump gas. Okay. Yeah. Um, be able to spool up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And not have that big and, uh, big lag and boost. Six speed Tremec, and you know I'll be running all Motec and you know controlling everything. So rolling anti lag and all the all the all the stuff that won't make sense in little bicycle tires back there. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, for I was about to say, you're gonna beef up the tires, or are you gonna? I mean, these cars, you you only have a, a certain width that you can deal with. Right. Plus, leaving it look traditional, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really go too wild with uh, with the wheel choices on these cars. So, no, they're they are they're about seven inches wide back there. So. <laughs> So, so it's you're basically uh, going to be driving a Supra with uh, little bicycle tires. Yeah, with spares on the back. And seeing how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> we should be able to drift it and hang out yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll do everything but propel forward, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, what made you want to do the 33 and the old? 33-34 um, Fords um, are one of my favorite early Fords, you know, mostly because of the, the sleek design and where the grill ends up. The grill's not on here, but it's, a, you know, very, you know, 32s or more. Right. Um, oblong and kind of uh, oval shape yeah. or the 33 and 34 a little more aggressive front so um, so I mean styling wise 33 34 Roadster is pretty, uh, pretty yeah cool. that's what everybody wants yeah you know? yeah that's the that's the one yeah you know? yeah they, it, it used to always be the 32s but now the 33 34 stuffs yeah catching a little bit yeah and it's weird because like I, I remember I don't know probably 10 20 years ago like these things were like the hot, hot rod to have. Like yeah. this was it, man. If you pulled up in something like this, it was like, man, that guy knows what's going on. But you know, I think some of those guys have aged out now. Right. And now these things are, I mean, you can find them, you can, I mean, yeah. they're not like a dime a dozen, but I mean, you can find them for a, a relatively good price right now. Yeah. Uh, that's the actual steel. You know, obviously there's a lot of repop bodies, so you gotta watch for that. But, right. um, you know, as far as the steel bodies go, cause I'm the same way. I like the traditional stuff uh, as well. Like the really old stuff. I don't fit in it very well. Yeah, Neither right. do you probably. No, you know, no, you gotta, like you me, gotta so. start chopping them up to fit in it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, I would love to own one of these one day. And, um, you know, it seems like the price is kinda, I'm not gonna say it's came down, but it's, it's really just held. Because I just don't think a lot of people want these anymore. Yeah, you know? it's definitely, um, it's scary because some of the most expensive projects that, mm -hmm. you know, pro when I say project, I mean potential build cars that I have that, that have the potential to go the full way. Mm -hmm. The early 30 stuff's as expensive as any. Right. I mean, you yeah. really got to pay up for the, you know, you start getting original paint and real original bodies. Those guys really, really make you pay for it. So... It's Especially a little scary. Yeah. yeah, it's a little scary that those same guys that really, you know, had these when they were a kid mm -hmm. are kind of fading off and, you know, the next generation they're, you know, yeah. what the hell's a 30, you know, who wants a yeah, 1932 car? <laughs> yes. I talk about that a lot. You know, we talk about this on the air because uh, the 40s and 50s cars, especially like the big sedans, you know, not so much the trucks, uh, something like this Invicta, you know, uh, I think a lot of people still really appreciate those, but like those bubble backs, you know, four door sedans, yeah. there's just nobody wants no. them, man. Like, I, you can't give them away right now. Yeah. I mean, you can put the biggest, baddest motor you want in there, and it just, yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really, uh, to me, I, you know, a, uh, a traditional chopped, you know, um, anything chopped like that i, I don't I, it doesn't appeal to me i don't yeah. know you know that was those guys time though you know, yeah i mean i thought that the early 30 stuff appealed to me and you know with the traditional builds mm -hmm. and 
That's why I sold them all. I yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. you know, I have a couple, uh, uh, you know, that chassis hanging from the ceiling yes. over there is going to be a 32 two-door, but it's going to be LS Tremec, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, because the styling is so good and, like, it's got a certain look, and but, you know, you got to have modern, you know, nowadays you, oh, you have, have to have it, modern the power day. and the stopping and, you know, the convenience of, of, uh, of the new stuff. Yeah, I, I re appreciate those guys who do the uh, the race of the race of gentlemen out there yeah. in Jersey. And, oh, have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really appreciate those because I don't think those guys are running them on the street. I think they build them specifically. Those guys to, are to, wild. You know, those but, guys live to be there yes. with those cars. You know, and that's. Yes. It, I took a thirty-four, um, three or five window that I had called Hell's Messenger, mm -hmm. and I took it there and. I'll be honest, that's about as fun as that car can get, hitting whoops, going down right. like 40, 50, <laughs> feeling like you're, you're out yeah. of control. Oh, yeah, you know, that's sure. the only way that car's going to feel fast. But, you know, it's just, it's a different world. You know, those guys love it. They live for that they traditional do. point in time, and, uh, you know, that's their deal, which is, hey, props to them because I had more fun just kind of cruising around the street. Cruising you know? around, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what... You know, I, again, I've looked at buying a couple of these, and Jen's like, where, where are you going to ride it? I'm like, well, I'm not going to ride it on the interstate. I can tell you that. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to ride it around the neighborhood and get dressed up and go to dinner? And it's like, well, it's hot, yeah. and there's no AC. As long as dinner's like three minutes away. Yeah, today. right, exactly. Yeah, there's just not a lot of use for them. But I, I enjoy looking at them. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, great they're, pieces they're, of art. You yeah, know? and a great point, you know, point in history. Yes. So. But until you LS it and you put all the new stuff on there, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to drive it on the road, you know. And there's plenty of guys that still do, but it's yes. like, yeah. it's, it's a, you have to take it with a grain of salt, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, there's guys, I mean, that 34 that I had, that guy drove it everywhere. Yeah. And then it shows up, and I'm like, you know, it's just a different mentality. You know, I don't know what would happen with those guys if you put them in an LS version. If yes. all of a sudden they see the light and they're like, yeah. you know, rip this thing out of here. But, yeah. you know. There, I, props to those guys that drive those real traditional cars all over yeah. the place because it's just not, it's not in. Uh, in well, the very the very first episode of this this podcast was Dave, and he has a thirty four, and he but he does have he has an old school three fifty in, yeah, it, and he's got the nice rear end and a nice transmission. He's got you know disc brakes all around, and like he drives that thing everywhere and it's chopped i mean to i mean when i get in it i'm you know bent down and i mean you're yeah. talking maybe six inches to look yeah. out of the front you got a razor blade for a windshield oh wiper. yeah and everybody you know we don't even have windshield wipers <laughs> it's just it's just you know put enough rain x on the front of it and uh and and go drive yeah. it Crush but uh, he drives that thing everywhere man yeah. like that's that's hey, his damn but for them it's it's updated you know yeah. what i mean it's not an old school you know, flathead motor with, you know, non-synchro you know, trans and yeah. mechanical brakes. It just right. it gets, uh, gets it, a little... It's not little there. Hairy. Yeah, exactly. So where, what, so what are you going to do with this next? So obviously you're in the, the build stage right yes. now. Mock up everything. Right. So I'm, I'm in the last steps of mocking everything up, um, waiting on a couple parts, and then I can um, finalize all the fabrication stuff and blow it apart for, for coating. Um, you know, the chassis will go out, get powder coated, mm -hmm. and then the engine will get torn down and put back together for final uh final assembly but um but it's getting there this is, this has been a long project mostly because this also came in a box of bolts yeah you know this was <laughs> really dove deep on this one because you know i was looking for original paint 33 34 roadster and mm -hmm. you know super hard to find so i got you know 75 percent of the way there some right. some work had already been done on the body which which um obviously we'll have to have blended back but mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, no, this, these cars are, are, um, are tough when it comes to fitting, you know, because, you know, the wood, I mean, the, the in, inner structure on the roadsters are all wood. Yes. So you got to find one, a roadster that has original paint, two, that the wood's good. And then when it comes to fitting it back on the floor, it's like, <laughs> nothing ever fits. You get the one door to shut and you go over and it, the second one, you know, and it's like, you got to do all kind of crazy stuff just to get the body lines aligned back up. So right. that, that took a while, but, uh, when Dave got his 34, it was in primer and, uh, the first, you know, the first thing we looked at was like all, you know, how everything was lining up and we were adjusting the doors and he's like, I, it just, just doesn't look right. And so he took a drill and drilled into the, into the top. And I mean, there was probably three quarters of an inch of Bondo Jeez. just to get it, everything to fit where it was. He's yeah. like, well, okay, we got to rip this apart. Yeah. Like this isn't going to work. Yeah. And that's know? why, you know, the, the thing I say is protect the patina. That's why right. guys that are building those want the original paint cars yes. to then finish out because they, they, they can know. skip that whole that whole smoke and mirror stage. You mm -hmm. know, it's uh Yeah, they know what they're buying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then they end up, you know, it's a good base for them, but you know, poor patina kind of yeah, situation. Yeah. So are you gonna run the fenders and everything on Yeah, this? it's gonna be okay. a full fender car, nice. full hood. Um, you know, kinda make it so it's completely unassuming from the outside. I'm not going to run a top. I'm going to I want to run like a, a race. Yeah. Ton of cover kind of where love you're those. just yep. kind of sticking out you're with the some one. goggles. And then yeah, someone Yeah, else maybe a zipper for that. a passenger, but um, I love that. You know, really sleek design. I want to make the interior kind of fold into the to the seats that are in there and, you know, kind of make it real sleek cuz these cars are so streamlined that's oh, kind of Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got all How work. many traditional guys are you going to piss off, do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or do you uh, even care? I don't care. I yeah. think I think I think it'll be cool. I, I just can't wait to go to some of those traditional shows and then you know, pull up and I hear yeah, and they're yes. like, what the oh yeah, the hell he blew something. Yes. I'm like, well yeah, yes. that was there. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was called boost. Yes, that that is uh, that's the new age right yeah, now. So you know? I mean, the turbo technology has come so far. Oh, it's crazy. From you know the you know. Two, early 2000s, yeah. you know, late 90s. I mean, you know, I, I rode around a turbo eclipse for a little while. And yeah. I mean, it was it was fun, but I mean, not like today. Today, yeah. like I, I'd like to get another one and and be able to be able to boost it up and get right. it running exactly how I'd like to dial it in. Well, back know, with the Supra, that's like a T688 millimeter. Yeah. It was it was the biggest turbo you could put on the car at the time mm -hmm. that could the hood could shut and everything would fit. Now with the billet technology you're going reverse you're going oh, to yeah. t4s and smaller turbos you're yes. going to make more power faster mm -hmm. which is uh which is just it's super a testament crazy. to the yeah. technology but. yeah it's gotten so much better so so you want to push you said six or seven out of this one? uh if i can make 600 yeah. on pump gas that'll be, that'll be fine be good to go yeah yeah exactly and, then, um, and so you're going to keep the black patina and everything all the way around yeah the, yep it'll yep. stay It'll stay all uh, any color, every color but black, right? So, man, this yeah. is super nice. I really like this car. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. It's so this nice. is number two, correct? So this is the second. Yeah, this build. is um, this is the primary build that I have, um, both literally and mentally. Yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. At this the, is what the you're front. running through yeah, right yeah. now. So right. it's uh, the tough thing about these cars and sticking modern stuff in it that every single thing you do requires fabrication. There's no right. You know, you can buy parts for a 3334, but it's nothing that you need to, mm -hmm. to make this work. So Yeah, and your shop does have pretty much all the equipment you could ever want to uh, get something done. Yeah, yeah, I made sure that, uh, you know, if something popped up and I foresaw a purpose for that, that I, that I went ahead because, you know, it's like even early I would buy tools that, you know, I couldn't justify it mm -hmm. and I would buy it. And then once you actually get involved with uh, 
with building the stuff, you realize why that tool was X yes. and why that one was Y. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yes. Yeah. Why they're that. Yeah. I mean, you could you have every press and, and saw and any yeah. kind of bender or anything like that. You got some nice uh, frame jigs over here as well. Yeah. I, you uh, know? So, I mean, you're, you're all like in the, it. I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, this isn't uh, slap a couple things on the body and let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? uh, I don't really want to, um, I don't do interiors and, you know, I started doing some painting stuff, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like components. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then a guy in Ohio assembles the, uh, the bottom ends. Mm -hmm. uh, for me but other than that i try to keep it so i'm not relying on anybody right. else you know yeah yeah i don't um, do paint and body that is the only thing i don't like touching I, yeah well i don't, I don't like it do either it. but i mean know. it is i mean like paint like painting components or frames or something like that i'll do that but the outside stuff man i let, yeah. I let a pro do that that's yeah. that's that's someone who who can yeah this motor was really my first experience with like three stage epoxy primer you know base coat clear mm -hmm. full out the way it's supposed to be done the previous um, Apache motor was Cerakoted. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I saw that you Cerakoted a few yeah. things. I know we do a lot of things in the oil and gas industry with Cerakote. Yeah. And uh, how, how's that worked out on it? Uh, everything was new on that. So uh -huh. it, I would definitely Cerakote on new parts. If it's greasy okay. and grimy, yeah. the Cerakote may not. Um, you really got to work hard to bake the bake the oil out of the out yes. of the metal. And uh, but if it's a new a new motor or a new crate motor or new components or something you can sandblast and not worry about it. Cerakote's one stage. Yeah. You know, so you spray yeah. it and, you know, depending on the finish, sometimes you have to bake it, but, um, yeah, we yeah. just did a bit for a trophy. Uh, we, it, you know, did the longest ladder on one run, uh, with this bit and, uh, we had it Cerakoted and man, it came out like awesome, but the same thing, you got to clean it and we got to get all the grease out of the, and you got to get the bearings out of it yeah. and like everything or else it's just going to all just, you yeah. know when they bake it on there so yeah or where most people might you know not in that scenario but mm -hmm. they would just grab a rattle can and hit for sure it and, you know, yep yep yeah uh, yeah so but no this is a full yeah this was you did yeah. this here yeah yeah okay yeah it was a bit of a mess i gotta actually look into one of those inflatable paint booths yeah i've been looking at those because i had those some bullshit awesome. tent thing and yeah and it was i think i painted everything in here yeah <laughs> That's what I did with, uh, unfortunately, with my with my Nova. I was painting a bunch of parts in my garage, and I'm like, okay, well, I have it like walled off with plastic. I was like, I think I think I should be good. And then I came back, and I actually had a blanket over one portion of the the trunk, and I pulled the blanket off, and you could see where the clear coat like yeah. stuck to it because I was clearing a bunch <laughs> of parts. I was like, ugh. I was like, I got I got to move this outside. This operation outside yeah. somewhere, you know. Yeah, pain is. Uh there's a reason there's paint shops specifically, yes, and they're always 100%. busy. Yes, 100%. This is not easy. Yeah. So the third one is the Caballero. Yeah, this one. Uh, this Buick. One's been in the not a lot of people under, know, the, know these cars. Yeah, I they're really imagine. cool. Uh, this particular one's a 57 only year. They made them each year, but this style was as 57 uh -huh. only. Um, and a cool thing about these wagons, opposed to other wagons of the period, is that there's no door post. So even though they're right. four door, you roll the windows down, and now it almost open looks, air, it, yeah. you know, open air looks like a like a two door. But these are really uh, really cool cars. Um, Pretty hard to find. Really hard to find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this one came out of Texas, um, and in the interim, I actually bought one from. Uh, I forget where he came from. I think he came from Georgia. That I that a guy kind of started the build, um, and I bought it. it. Was white, and it wasn't all original paint, but most of it was. Um, and then I was kind of messing with that, and then I saw this online, and I was like, oh, well, 
I got to get rid of that. <laughs> get this one right here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you have a an awesome power plant that's going in this. Right yeah, here. this it's one's pretty wild. <laughs> this one's uh, this one's on a, a Roadster Shop, um, a, a fast track chassis, mm -hmm. um, and then it's got a, a, a SR or Viper uh, V10 out of a SRT truck. So it's like a Gen yep. 3 motor. But then the big upgrade for the Gen 3s, or you put Gen 4 heads on it and a cam, and then you know really opens them up. So this thing should make. Um, Six something to the tire, oh, naturally aspirated, um, with the, with the gobs of torque too. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> these cars are big, so you'll you'll need you'll need some of it. But mm -hmm. you know, manual manual Tremec and um, you know forged line wheels, Woodwood brakes, kind of the the all in recipe. Right. Um, yeah, you run forged lines on a lot of your stuff. You like yeah, their, I like forged lines. Yep. I started running some uh, rotiforms. Okay. They have nice. uh, you know not all their designs are, uh, fit my uh, fit my taste, but. Mm -hmm. So I was really impressed with the uh, the quality and the okay. and the design. You know, they're a little out of the box. You know, some are way out of the box, but you know, that's you know, with even with the patina stuff, you can have two patina trucks, but it really the wheels are kind of like 100%. the period at the end of all the uh, yes, all the work. So, one hundred percent. So what, what what made you want to build this thing right here? <laughs> um, I mean, it's a big car. Yeah, it's a lot no, bigger it's big. than. I mean, I saw it online. It's a lot bigger than uh, than what I thought. It yeah, would they're be. they're really big. Um, I found uh, I found the Viper power plant. And I knew I wanted to do something different and something. And you know, originally I thought, oh, cool old cool Dodge truck with mm -hmm. the Viper. But and I actually bought one, and that was the plan. And then it showed up, and I, I couldn't fit in it. You know, it was yeah, like you can't fit. You know, it's, it would just have been wild. So this came along, and you know, the obviously the um, initial thought process is a boosted LS, and then uh, found this used and. It's like, oh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and it's so big different. that it, it fits. And, you know, it doesn't it fits look out underneath of place. And, yeah, it doesn't look out of place underneath there. I mean, that's a big motor. Yeah. And it looks like it looks like it's supposed to be underneath there. Yeah, you know? it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool. So this one, uh, this one I got to get back on. This uh, my buddy Travis did a lot of the fabrication on this early on a handful of years ago. Um, or maybe not ham. I don't even know. I don't even know yeah. what how old I, know, I am no, or what no, year it is now. Yeah, so. none of us do anymore, uh, it, it's, man. It's been a little while, so. <laughs> none, none of us do. <laughs> yeah, I recently took all the parts that were in it um, out and kind of wrapping my head back around the build. So it's uh, it's back on the brain, so um, so it's it's in motion, but it, yeah. <laughs> so is everything else, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, the older I get, the more I want a four-door, like, wagon to, yeah, put everybody cool. in there and hang out. Yeah, with, I mean, you they're, know? Uh, you know, like one downside to the late 50s trucks mm -hmm. is the room. Yes, you know, 100%, man. 100%. I say that all the time. I mean, you know, we we go to like Lone Star Roundup and Lone Star Throwdown, you know, and to pack a bag and to have your buddy ride with you, like, you better hope it's not raining because it's going in the bed. Yeah, bring some know? garbage bags. And so the next upgrade for my truck is a bed that, that tilts up and yeah. I'm going to put storage under back underneath it that way i can yeah that's a good idea i can throw some stuff underneath there and drive off and not have to worry about it raining or anything yeah. like that <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good idea. but these cars i mean you could fit i mean five people in there oh, comfortably yeah. and you know with the air ride it self-adjusts so you don't have to worry about dragging ass you just you know get in there and drive get in it. there and go yeah that's the it's the best way to do it so and then you are you have a couple cars for some other people as well that you work on as well huh uh yeah this uh 55 uh, GMC that was previously built, previously done, but kind of not yeah. good. Yeah, um, so I understand. 
so that's this cab here. Okay. Um, and so that's the gonna cabs get are going to get swapped. That that baby blue cab is mine. Oh. Okay. Um, the front end here is is part of uh, Joe's truck. So. Okay. Um, that's the painted engine that's gonna, it's, he's not going crazy with performance, so just clean everything up. Mm -hmm. um, and it's gonna get a GSI chassis, which they're out of oh, Arizona, yeah. so. Yep, yeah. Um, so that's that, uh, the same ones who did, I think, um, what's his name, Herschel's, the big, the big uh, yeah. utility. Yeah, either uh, I think he, I GSI think or Porterbilt, either or. Yeah, it was one of those two. Yeah, yeah. it might be GSI, but yeah, yeah they, do, they make a good product. Um, but uh, yeah, once that shows up, then I'll, I'll be putting putting back together, but a lot Get of the work on the it, cab yeah. just to, you know, I made one video where it kind of like put a light in front of the firewall and filmed from the inside and there was a bazillion holes, yeah, you know, like, it was uh, just one of those trucks where guy. somebody needed to test something and just hit it with a, with a cheap oh, you know, self-tapper and let her rip. So, um, so a lot of work, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a completely, uh, transformed truck. When yeah, it's done. absolutely. And then, uh, as soon as I posted the video, I think the, the guy with, for the, for the truck here on the end, yeah. I think he immediately was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, uh, "Yeah, he's he's got my truck of the good." Yeah, truck yeah. There, that so. um, that was a truck I found in Kansas, and um, back to the the shop previous life where I was mm -hmm. sending stuff out. Um, that was involved in another shop, and the, that was gonna have a crazy plan: twin turbo, fifteen hundred horsepower, oh, wow. Motec, you know, a whole, full deal. Um, and then the whole thing just kind of crumbled apart. So. Mm -hmm. um, so I still have the truck and the, and the chassis that was built previously and the forge line wheels and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I'd rather start fresh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's going to a good home in Texas and, um, you know, they'll get it back on the road. Yeah. He was pretty pumped up, up about it. So I was talking yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good truck, really solid truck. Excellent, excellent patina and a great look. Um, so it's going to a good place, but all the twin turbo stuff, I still have the LSX motor and oh, the, wow. the turbos and all that. Um, that'll go on a, a black um, 50 that I have. Okay, so that's yeah. the one up on the rack right there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's uh, Yeah, because I'm going to take pictures, so I'm sure people will yeah, see, yeah. you know, what it would be. Yeah, it that, one, uh, okay. that one's got some awesome patina. That's like that one is 45,000 mile truck. Yeah. Yes, that thing is. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a, that, that'll be one to, a tough one to cut apart, I'm sure, but hey, you know. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You don't mind to hear No, that. no, I don't, I don't chop them up too much. You know, just right. the firewall, you know, do a different firewall. And, sure. But thankfully, you know, it'd be nice after the Apache, you know, it was it was pretty toasted in the corners. The Roadster was toasted oh, okay. to get yeah. into a build that doesn't require right. any rust repair or yeah. very minimal. Minimal, um, yeah. You know, because that takes up like so too. much time. It, yeah, and I mean, really, I mean, guys who are building them, if you spend a little bit more on the front side to get a cleaner truck, it's it's a better product A and a lot less work B. Yeah, you know, to get especially if you're a customer having a truck and taking it somewhere to get built. That rust repair and that metal work is oh, yeah. it really adds up. Yeah. Especially if you're just saving a couple bucks on the front end to, uh, you know, in terms of acquiring the truck. Yeah, uh, we pulled a, a Wagoneer out for uh, for my buddy Adam. Uh, the old you know 80s. I think it's an 80, that was an 86. It was an 86 Wagoneer with the paneling on the side. Yeah, yeah. Man, this thing's a rust bucket. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, um, I saw, um, I've always wanted those, mostly because yeah. my dad had them when mm -hmm. I was little and I, I nostalgic. But um, 
I think somebody just put a roadster shop chassis, one of the four by four chassis. Oh, really? In huh? Okay. LS, nice. You know, full like nice adventure mobile. Wow. So, yeah, wow. that's really cool. Yeah, he's going back to stock. Uh, it's his first. It's his first truck build, and uh, he was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's like, I, I more want to learn than rather than the money right now. I yeah. I really don't care, you know, about the money, and you know, obviously he's going to build on a budget, but it's not. You know, right. he's like, I'm not trashing his car because it's got a little rust here or there. You know, I'm going to go get it repaired. So he found a guy who's going to do the rust repair on yeah. it and everything. And Yeah, and those trucks are really doing well in terms of they value. They are. That's what I told him. I yeah. was like, man, I was like, you do this thing right. I was like, you're going yeah. to make some money off yeah. of this, you know? Yeah, those so, are cool. And then you have the Cadillac right next to it here, the Cadillac wagon. Yeah, so that, um, when I started letting go of cars, I sold a K5 Blazer um, that was... It's, I mean, it's really, in the K5 world, it, mm -hmm. Larry, which was like mm -hmm. pretty much the king of the K5s in terms of popularity. Mm -hmm. um, but I sold that, and uh, that's where the, it's like, it, it all it's like together. I got holes in my pocket. Yeah. As soon as I sell a car, it's like, wow, that space was nice. Let me see yeah. if I can fill it up. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's where the, the CTSV and the M3 actually came okay. from. They were like, just lined up simultaneously. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, that CTSV is my first experience with bring a trailer. I bought it oh, off. did you off, bring yeah, it off yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Was it as advertised? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a weird deal for people that don't have never dealt with bring a trailer. You bid, you bid on bring a trailer. You win the auction, and you you pay the price to bring a trailer. But then it's like they just give you the information. There's no actual. Oh yeah, they don't procure no, it. Yeah, no. Like, it's like here's where this guy lives. You gotta yeah, go like you gotta go pay get the it guy. yourself. Yeah, literally. And hopefully, bring a you know, it, it works out. So right. Well, they do put a lot. I mean, that's a good side. They put a lot of the really clean cars up there. They put a, there's a lot of pictures involved. It's never like, hey, here's three pictures of the car, and they might be good, they might be bad. Yeah. They're usually all pretty high, pretty high quality pictures and pretty high quality cars right. that are on there. Yeah, too. and I that's mean, and that's I think where the. Uh, how they're becoming so popular. It's like oh, everybody wants a super clean car, just go look on there. Yeah, you know, just go look there and something. Yeah, you're going to find that. Yeah, you're going to find that. So, yeah, I mean, and those things right there, they're becoming A, hard to find, and B, that's what everybody wants now because there's just not a lot of wagons anymore. Yeah, yeah nice I think looking in, wagons. That, in that color and the six-speed, I oh, mean, yeah. that's uh, less than, I think it's less than 50 or 20, somewhere, in, you know, in yeah. that color and the six-speed oh, yeah. and the CTSV. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah pretty rare cars, but... Unicorn yeah. of the uh, the Cadillac world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people mod the hell out of them, obviously with the oh, LSA. I but I know, I know. I, uh, that one's got uh, headers, exhaust, intake. But I'm not. Yeah, you know, I got plenty of other shit to yeah, tear you into. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need one. That, you need one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you have a very nice Porsche right next to it, sitting here. Yeah, that um, that happened of when I was buying and selling a couple cars, sure. and uh, my buddy had that who deals in cars in Arizona had that for sale. And uh, they were hot at the time, and I kind of got into it just at the right time. And you know, now it's even if I don't care about the car, mm -hmm. now it's almost the investment side of things. You oh know, yeah, you 100%. gotta. Um, you know, most of these cars, if you do these old cars right, you can get your money back out. But um, you know, these are aren't quote investments. No, know? that's what yeah, I always tell people. If you think you're going to get into this to make some money, then you're yeah, sadly no, mistaken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not on, definitely not on the selling side. Um, no, yeah, yeah, you got to make it on the buy side. Like that yeah. is really what it is. And, and you got to hope that, or you hope that, you know, the market just goes crazy, like as in this S2000 right here. Yeah, no, this market for those is going Yeah, nuts. well, I'm hoping to find it soon because I, uh, I actually had some S2000s when I was younger. And I remember, like with the memory I have of S2000s, 
you know, they were rowdy little fun cars. Mm -hmm. You know, you roll around this, you know, the top down and, you know, the Vita, you know, just the, the image I had back in the day of the S2000. And then this one just kind of, uh, a buddy knew the older guy that was moving to Florida had to get rid of it. And, um, you know, he, he knew I was looking for one and I bought it. This thing has 8,700 miles on it. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah all yeah. original, completely dead bone stock. Well, you'll put that on Briga trailer and it'll bring yeah, all Yeah, this money, spring. So. Keep, keep an eye out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not sticking around, but I... Um, oh, okay. Oh, you are going to get rid of it. Okay. All right, good I just didn't have the, uh, yeah, the same experience. You know, it's yeah. just... Isn't that crazy? You know, you buy a car and you're like, man, so that 454 SS was like that for me. I yeah. bought that truck and I was like... I've always wanted one of these. I love those old school trucks. A buddy of mine had uh, not a 454, but he had an old an old uh, square body like that. And uh, I was like, man, I've always wanted to own one. And like that first drive home, I was like, not gonna have this for very long. Yeah. You know, it's just not. It wasn't the experience that I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. You um, know? Super clean car. Great example of an S2000, but. Specific, I knew that at the point I was going to sell it because these things look good if you put wheels on them, lower oh, yeah. it a little bit. I mean, 100%. the F20s are great motors. So um, I turned out of a light and there was a car that had already been in front of me and I got on it and I got on it, shifted gears and I could slow down without hitting that car and make my turn without ever hitting the brake. And that's how I knew that I was out of this car. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm if, done if I can accelerate and not have to hit the brake to to make a turn or to to watch the car in front of me, uh -huh. it, it's not for me. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they're they're cool cars and they definitely have a following. It's just uh, for the amount they're going for it. Oh, they've gone crazy. I mean, I can't fit in them, which is good. So well, I, I don't fit them in like I used to. That was yeah, another thing. Yeah. I'm like, man, I used to slide right in these things. Now I can't slide out. Yeah, yeah. So that's good for me. All these little small little cars, you know, I, was, I can't fit in them. So I'm like, I'm not going to be comfortable in it and I'm not going to want to drive it. Yeah. So I'm good. But, but it is funny. You know, I think a lot of people do that. They buy a car and, you know, it's their dream car and they get in and it's just not what they thought it was going to be, yeah. you know, and it's unfortunate, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. it's like, uh, dating the, the, the prom queen and then she's kind of a bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah. You find oh, out her man. teeth fall out. <laughs> her oh, teeth man. aren't attached. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so the standard of speed, so where does it go from here? I mean, obviously you like the old stuff, you got new stuff, so you know how to work on kind of everything. If, if people are interested, like, can they come with, can they come to you with a new car or? Yeah. I mean, it's just me doing this. Yeah. So, you know, I hate telling people the, uh, the excuse, but it's like time is an issue, but really mm -hmm. the project is, is the focus, you know? So, you know, I've had people that want to build trucks or cars and it's just, it's not, doesn't get me excited. Right. So, you know, I have enough stuff here that does get me excited. Mm -hmm. You know, I rather almost build that out and then maybe have the fun building it, and then at the end, you know, kind of maybe yeah. offering it or putting a number on it. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll build the right, the right car. It's just the, the, the examples that deserve the attention and the quality are just getting so limited that, oh, yeah. you know, it's a, it's, it's really tough. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and without, if, you know, you're doing it by yourself without like a big crew, you know. That, yeah, that's, that's a different story. Now, if yeah. you had a shop with crew and you got to yes. pay, then you take, you build whatever, you build right. whatever and you do put your touch on it. Um, but, you know, since it's kind of a, you know, kind of a personal stamp of approval, it's like, uh, you know, I'm kind of particular with, with what, um, 
what's being built. So. And I think some of the best stuff is coming out uh, from guys like you. You know, there's a guy, Jason Cassie, down in Houston that, that does really good. He does the same thing, right? Yeah. He only builds stuff that he, he wants to build. Yeah. Like, and then he sells it off, and he makes a pretty good amount of money off of yeah. it. And they're really nice trucks, you know. Uh, but there's guys dotted all around the U.S. that are doing that. And I think that's a really good model instead of, hey, I got some guy with a lot of money that's coming in here paying me a lot of money, and he wants it this way, and I don't want it that way. Right. And then you get in this big spat, and then you're building a car that you really don't like. Yeah, and, right. And then it, um, you know, you, you heard of Boyd Coddington building, building some of those cars for clients, and he's like, I, I, didn't, li I didn't even like the car. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's one of the most important aspects of if you were to expand or, you know, or me accepting customer, is the relationship with the customer. You know, you don't want somebody that's being like, I want big bill, you know, I want this. And then you're like, eh, yeah. <laughs> maybe talk you out of it. And, you know, right. and even with Joe here, there, you know, it's kind of like, okay, let's recollect and this is maybe the suggestion for the look. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is how we all pull together and here's why. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it's a little different when I'm doing this because this is a passion pro. You know, this is purely because I like doing it. You know, there's no endless knowledge in, in terms of the metal work and the and the building. Like it's it, you never get bored because you're never to right. the end of it. So, um, but at the same time, it's um, it's all about the end product and the creative um, angles you can put on these these cars. Well, you know adding all the the modern performance so yeah for sure um, but i mean i i although i'm getting rid of some it's like 40 years worth of shit yeah. so it's not like <laughs> you know it's it, i got enough stuff to keep me busy but um, yeah for sure no and like i said i mean i think that's that's the best way to go about it nowadays you know is build what you like and then if it's good enough everybody else is going to like it too and there someone's going to want it you know like you said you've gotten so many offers on this truck right here so obviously you did the right things you know yeah and even <laughs> if nobody wants it it's like oh well, that's fine because yeah. it's mine because it's yeah. yours right exactly <laughs> but uh that's exactly right but wait. yeah i think i think that's what a lot of people they you know just just think there's guys waiting around for them to, to build a car for other people well that's where a lot of the shops get in trouble too because yeah. they they're trying to hit home runs on everybody yes. and just taking everybody taking everything in and you know there's a lack of transparency mm -hmm. and it's it's just a wild world you know they're trying to make ends meet support families and they're doing whatever they can to maximize the the profit where you know the guys that are in the big shops that you know the bigger the shop the more you're going to pay but oh, for sure. that, where there's that line between quality and quality that you're paying for you know all those all those uh, other shops you know, that are trying to hit home runs on you and just get it out the door and get paid. Right. Um, well, it's different, you know, for you as well. You know, I mean, you're not on a timeline. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, your shop is, uh, you know, on your own property. So you're not paying rent. Yeah. So you're not having to go, how am I going to come up with this at the end of the month? You know, yeah. you can sit down, you can take your time, you can really think about it rather than, hey, let's go slap some parts on, on the car and get it out the door and, you know, yeah. we'll see where it goes from there, what, what the next stage, what's the next project, you know. Yeah. And that's why, you know, why I started this podcast is because most, most guys are like that, right? I'm like that in my garage. Like, sometimes I walk down there and I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to work on this today. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's too cold out there. I don't want to do that or I don't, I don't feel like it. And you know what? Like, I mean, I'm on no schedule, so I mean, I'm I'm gonna drive the car when it's done, like you said, when it's 100% complete, and I can get it on the road and feel comfortable with it. Right. Because you know? I'm like you. Once it's out there, I'm like, I'm not messing with it anymore. I'm just gonna drive it now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how guys do that. They'll uh, they'll say, oh well, I'll, I'll get to that later. I'm like, oh, 
Good, yeah. I mean, good for you, man. I don't have that in my yeah in, my, right. uh, in your vocabulary. Yeah, is it? yeah, exactly. Once it's out, it's out. But um, well, what does your wife think about this whole this whole hobby and everything? Because we 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 talk to a lot of women. You know, yeah. Are, I mean, they're no, they're I the backbone of it, it, right? So yeah, no, she's she's all right with it. She um, I think she appreciates what I'm doing, and she appreciates the fact that I enjoy. It, you know, yeah. because real life jobs and jobs you have to do to to live oftentimes aren't very enjoyable right you know so yes. that you know that was really the situation i found myself in uh professionally and really wanted me to get towards this car stuff and really mm -hmm. put a name behind it and really focus on this you know not necessarily for money's sake but um just for peace of mind to really do something that i feel passionate about yeah um so you know and it's enjoyable you know like you know, they say you never work a day. If you do what you love, you never work right. a day in your life. And it's actually true. It's really hard to get paid yeah. for it. <laughs> it but, right. yeah. um, you know, the actual <laughs> mentality of that is true. You know, I, I'm down here every chance I get all day. And, you know, it's not you're never looking the clock you know, right. waiting to, to leave. To it's, leave, yeah. it's, uh, it's actually you know, quite the opposite. It's, it's like, oh, man, I got to get going. Yeah, you know? right. Someone's calling or, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, work's calling or your wife's calling or someone. Yeah, you know? and obviously the guys that are doing this, that they love it, and they're supporting their families and employees, you know, that's yeah. that's a whole different ballpark. And, you know, that's that's really impressive. Um, but, yeah, that's that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, really focusing on the on the builds and, you know, the the quality components that go that's into. good yeah yeah i think that's where we're lacking in the day of uh, ebay parts and amazon parts yeah it's just i mean it's, a, it's just a wild wild west you know there's yeah. tons of shops out there that do a really great job and you know like i said for every one there's 20 that that are just out to to get paid so yeah so what's uh you know obviously you have one two and three here what uh what would oh, be the Christ, next man. dream build Oh, After dream that. builds. <laughs> Man, I, he's looking around I, his shop right now. <laughs> I mean, there's like I got enough stuff to do right now. <laughs> I mean, I call them projects once they're apart and once parts start flowing. Okay. So I have like six or seven right yeah. now. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw that you posted up a, I think a Zephyr, correct? Yeah, I've had that car for a while. Man, um, those are cool and they're hard to come by. Yeah, really know? hard. That came out of a, a barn in Northern California that the only thing saving it from being crushed because the barn had collapsed was an uh -huh. old uh, flatbed. Oh, wow. That took the blunt of the of the Whoa. roof caving in. So it was a credible find. Um, and um, it actually was found by the, uh, if you follow Icon. Yeah, Icon, Ford. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was going to be built as one of their derelicts. Oh, wow. Um, by a guy in, uh, in Georgia. So for whatever reason, it didn't happen. They didn't but want it, yeah. they pulled that car out, and then, uh, then I was able to grab it. So that'll be a really cool build. The underneath of that car is all done. But... Those are unibody cars, so yeah. painted the the underneath and the chassis. But in order, because it's a semi-original paint, you know, it had been painted green at some point <laughs> in its life. But it's still really cool original really nice, car. Yeah. Um, I needed to blend back the the holes that I patched on the firewall, blend it all back into to um, to make it work. But that I actually dropped that off yesterday. So after a oh, few dude. years, nice. it's actually uh, it's actually rolling. And that motor against the wall is a uh, uh, built V12, which came factory with a blower on top. Wow. Yeah. So that'll be. You like a lot of unique stuff. That's good. I, yeah, I, I love unique do. cars, man. I, 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 I yeah, you got to do them, them a little different. You yes. know, not go haywire with all of them, but right. definitely uh, to set them apart. So that'll be. I mean, it's. I mean, in all honesty, that car is too valuable for me to just chop it up. And, oh, 100%. And like, yeah. Completely 
put something radical in it. So, <laughs> um, so I'm protecting the value of the car a little bit by putting the flathead V12, you know, putting a little bit of what I wanted in terms of the blower mm -hmm. on top of it. So, you know, it's a big motor and it's going to look really cool. It's only going to make 250, 280 horsepower. Right. So, yeah. But, um, but it looks really cool. And yeah, it'll be, and, it'll be, yeah. um, the only traditional car that I put together simply yeah. because of the, of what it is and, you know, and the uh, value surrounding that. So. Yeah. There was one at uh, Lone Star Roundup, I don't know, two or three years ago, and it was chopped and dropped and slammed to the ground. I mean, it had one of the most gorgeous black paint jobs oh, I've yeah. ever seen. No, in my they're life. so cool modded, you know, oh, so sleek. Man. And they're big for. They're huge. Yeah, for a 30s car. <laughs> huge, you could fit in man. it. Yeah, that's a big car. That's a big car. Yeah. And then, of course, the Invicta, which. Uh, I absolutely love. Yeah, that's a you cool. You know, I mean, again, a, another unique car, right? It's right. not something that everyone's out here building. Yeah, one know? year only uh, in terms of the styling. Right. So the the pissed off front end is '59 only. Um, then they had a few different few different models: the Lesabre, the Invicta, the Electra. So mm -hmm. this is an Electra, and it was basically trim. But the big thing with these cars that uh, that you want to look for is the hard tops. The hard tops. You know, the yeah. the no yep. post in the center. So right. that, that makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, this one's got a, a 6.2 with a Whipple on it. So yeah, that thing is so. rowdy, huh? Yeah, I mean, these cars are big. You know, you make six, 700 horsepower in these things, and, you know, it, and anything normal, that's a ton of power for mm -hmm. the street. But you start getting into these 20-foot-long cars, mm -hmm. you know, you need it to make it yeah. feel start interesting. Start to feel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all the modern suspension, modern brakes, air ride. Yeah, factory whole... chassis, um, Willwood brakes, a lot of the factory steering components um you know just because of the complexity but oh, yeah. yeah it's uh right well i'm sure they, there's not a lot of parts sitting around for one of these no either, no not for know. that one so <laughs> uh, but yeah it's a cool unassuming car factory style interior um you know old uh i usually don't do repaints that one is uh original green but at some point it had been uh touched up so you know for me the patina it's just how if it it has a gradient and it's not peeling off and chipping off. It's good by me. Okay. Um, you know, original paint's obviously the best, but um, that one is, uh, it's got some gradient in the roof where uh, you can see the different, yep. you know, something good's happening. Where it's been, yeah. Yes. What's your favorite one to drive around here right now? Oh, man. Um, old stuff. Mm -hmm. The Apache's probably taking the, taking the cake there. Um, I, I would drive the... Electra a lot. I just sold two days ago a 66 Continental with a oh, Turbo yeah. LS. Okay. Yep. Um, I would drive that one a decent amount. Um, you know, I, So you got cars coming in and out all, constantly? Mostly it's going out. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's good. I've sold five or six of, of the running driving cars okay. to kind of make room for the stuff Everything that, else. you know, the next wave. You know, it's mm -hmm. almost like, you know, I hit a high in terms of quantity and now it's a dip because they're all leaving, <laughs> but now it's like the beginning of... Yeah. of all these uh all these additional builds yeah so, yeah the, um, the quality over the quantity yeah, yeah. i have a another little i call it the someday shed yeah. <laughs> where i where i keep uh all the projects that'll get to someday nice. there's some uh there's some cool ones in there that'll uh that i'm that i'm thinking about but um we got the buick we got two chassis here one mm -hmm. is uh yeah yeah i was gonna ask you what, yeah those are roadster shop chassis one has a uh, lt4 that's actually gonna go under this 55 big window step side. Okay, nice. So that's a that's the best that's the last time I found a, an awesome original truck. 
And that this was one right like here. four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that one, um, and I had a, a 55 GMC, which is a really, really cool truck. Mm -hmm. um, and I sold that. So that's going to be my yeah. personal replacement for, uh, for that truck. My buddy's got a 55 and it, man, it, it's super nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's really nice. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, a twin uh, chassis beside it. These are the Roadster Shop spec chassis. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gonna get uh, that's a six two. And it's gonna get a Whipple, and that's I have a uh, a fifty seven Cameo truck. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. so that's gonna nice. be um, that's gonna go on top of nice. that. Nice. You so. don't see those a lot around. No, here. they're hard like to find. Like you said, you got you got a lot of weird weird stuff. I yeah, like that. yeah. So as long as it's original paint, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, but uh, so even with the Cameo, because I believe that was a fiberglass yeah, side, fiberglass, correct? Yeah. And so even the it still looks good with the fiberglass. Yeah, side yeah. The fiberglass, you know, the fiberglass when the paint peels off, it it almost looks like dried noodles almost. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you know, those people that are patching sinks with ramen noodles. Right, kinda, yeah. Kind of looks, looks like that. like that, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, when you get in the original stuff that has never been touched, mm -hmm. there's always going to be, or most of the time, going to be a portion of it or a part of it mm -hmm. that could use blended back or could use, sure, you know, just to take it from, from being really good to, to great, you know. And I'm not against that. You know, the full painted cars I'm not for. But, you know, a lot of these, 90% of it's good. And then 10% of it, mm -hmm. you know, needs a little help. A little so something. you give it the help and now you're, for now sure. you're there. So. So, so the Roadster Shop uh, stuff is kind of your go-to chassis? Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I got, just got set up with those guys to deal on the chassis. So oh, okay, nice. um, I don't see how you can beat it I yeah. mean, in terms of the, the quality, the engineering, um, you know, every, those guys are so wild with how they're doing with the uh, with the CAD and the and the designing of the chassis before it even right. goes under the car. I mean, I'm doing a '54 Cadillac, and they don't offer a chassis for that Cadillac. Mm -hmm. Well, so all you got to do is just show up. They'll scan it, and then they'll hit, do hit a couple thing. buttons and print you one out. Really? So, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've been so, looking into them a lot because uh, my '59 uh, has it's under an S10 chassis sitting yeah. underneath it right now, and uh, I'm sure you've driven a couple of S10 bag trucks. They there's a lot the to be best. desired from <laughs> yeah. there. That's a good. So I've been looking at uh, I've been looking at chassis or even going with an original one and doing something like the Mustang two, you know, front yeah. and and doing some kind of two or four link in the back and you know being able to ride yeah there's but, definitely nothing wrong with going that way it's mm -hmm. just at the end of you know it's just time versus money right you know, yeah you might right. save a few bucks um but at the end of the day how much time you did you spend doing that correct the engineering involved with uh you know the geometry the suspension you know these guys have it pretty dialed oh they in. have it dialed in yeah. yeah you can ride so low in these things too and still be able to drive them yeah you know which is nice yeah and they um they take a little bit of work to to uh once they show up you know mm -hmm. i like updating the shocks and you know, obviously you got to deal with the air management and um, right and uh, mounting everything. But I mean, it's it's I couldn't imagine going back to, to building, uh, building factory chassis. Yeah, factory chassis. I yeah. mean, sometimes it's a necessity, but sure. I mean, if they offer a spec chassis, what the heck? Yeah, you might as well go for it. You yeah. Know what I mean, like you said, time versus time versus energy so and money. Yeah, know? that's what it comes down to, <laughs> and everything. So nice, man. Nice. Well, tell everybody where they can find you at if. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they want to check out your stuff. I mean, obviously, I, I you know promoted you on there and everything. Yeah, but you got a that. couple different couple different avenues there. Yeah. So um, the website's uh, thestandardspeedshop.com. Just I try to post. It's hard to keep up with the website, but I try to right. you know update it here mm -hmm. and there. And then the main um, point of contact is Instagram, and yeah. that's uh, at standard of speed. Um, so that's where most of the uh, 
the stuff. I'm trying to dip in a little bit in the YouTube, but mm -hmm. you know, back to the time versus money or time versus <laughs> yes. doing other shit that uh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know which way yeah, the scale is. The juice isn't worth the one. squeeze sometimes. Yeah, you know? I, I don't mean, know. Some That's guys a tough. are some guys are good at YouTube and they you know, they're great. I, I just I have one and I have posted very little things. I haven't gotten too too deep into it, you know. Yeah. And I mean everybody's like, well you should just post a picture of, you know, whatever car you're doing and then just throw the audio up there and i'm like well i don't know are people going to listen to that yeah. but i guess apparently people do so well my videos aren't that great but i did have um crispy and um buddy anthony do a really professional video of the okay. launching of the brand that's also nice. on. Um, yeah when did that launch so um that video was shot in may and i released yeah. it just before good guys in um christ so that was that must have been uh, beginning of july okay so yeah, yeah it, um so definitely check that one out. That one, uh, YouTube standard of speed as well. Right. Um, but that that's a really cool video. Shows a few of the different cars that mm -hmm. aren't in the garage right now. But, right. Um, <laughs> that uh, that you can check out. So. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure, uh, and I think you have, you know, your website standardofspeed.com, correct? Um, yeah, I think that'll take it there. The yeah. standard speed shop is the is what I type out, but I think okay. I linked the uh, standard of speed as well. Okay. Awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. And uh, like I said. Uh, well, like you said, you know, you really didn't look uh, to build these for for the notoriety or the fame, but it's turned into a pretty big, yeah, I, I pretty like big deal, it. huh? Yeah, I like doing it. It's, uh, you know, the creative, you know, the creative avenue is really, really unique. And, yeah. you know, with these old stuff, you can do anything, especially if you start getting the fabrication mm -hmm. side, you can do whatever you whatever you can think of. So right. options are endless. But um, right. Awesome, yeah, we'll keep man. it going. Well, thanks so much, man. This is uh, this was great. I've been, like I said, I've been wanting to come up here. I'm a fan of yeah, your work, we obviously. We, yeah, yeah. You know, seeing you cruising around, things like that. Yeah, sure. We'll have to come yeah. back after some uh, some things are done. Like we didn't even get to talk about the cab over the, you know, the crazy. Yeah, cab you do have it. Yeah, coming. you have a COE sitting over there. Yeah, and yeah that one's going to be a wild. Uh, COE's wild on my list of things to own before I die. So. Uh, Dave has a really nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I know Dave. He's, he put a lot of work in his. Man, and that COE is nice, yeah. you know. So I, it's definitely something on my list. I don't know if I want to go as big as he did. Yeah. I'd like to do a COE with kind of a smaller chassis, you know, and be able to, yeah. to, to run it like Yeah, that, that. one's going to be um, a full chassis with a uh, rollback. Oh, so okay. I yeah. be able oh, okay, so you're going to be able to car on the back and then pull a, That's awesome. pull a trailer, so. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be fun, you know what I mean? So. Well, eventually. I don't, uh, <laughs> driving it will be fun. I don't know about everything leading up yeah, to it. Yeah, well, that's the part. you got to build it before you drive yeah. it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so we'll get there. But, uh, awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, this no was problem, great. Man. Thanks for the beer, by the way. Yeah. We were I've had a beer in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the episode of the podcast. Again, you can get online and check out uh, JP. You can check me out. Uh, JP is uh, www thestandardspeedshop.com or you can check all of his stuff out on www.radridespodcast.com go check him out on Instagram at the standard speed the standard of speed I believe uh, check him out on there he's got a lot of cool pics on there a lot of good history and stuff of the brand on there as well get online get on his website he's got some really cool uh, swag as well so he gave me a really nice hat and uh, I've been wearing it here for the past few days so 
Uh, get online, check it out. Uh, as always, get online and check out all of the rest of the episodes on radridespodcast.com. I really appreciate JP again letting me come up there, and uh, we're going to have to do a follow-up episode with him to see uh, how that 33 came out because I'm really interested in how uh, pissed off people are going to be when uh, that 2JZ 33 pulls up to some of these old classic hot rod uh, shows. So, but thank you so much again for listening. Without you, uh, I wouldn't be doing this. The next episode is, uh, I'm not sure at this point. Uh, this is uh, the slow time of the season when there's no car shows. So I really have to dig deep and uh, find some people. So, But I, I guarantee it's going to be something cool. It's going to be something fun. And it's going to have a lot of really cool cars in it. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time.